Hey, this is Cody Sturge with the pastor at Chill Highway Baptist Church, and you're listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily, a daily ministry of our church, an opportunity that we have every day to share God's Word with you. The Bible says to keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And we know that we keep our hearts as we wash our hearts with the Word of God. We are in a series now in the book of Mark. The book of Mark's a book of action. And I know that there'll be messages and truths from God's Word that'll be a big help to you. Thanks for listening. We're praying for you. God bless you. Multiple ordained moments. I was ordained once to be a preacher of the gospel at the Temple Baptist Church in 2009. But this moment in my life, an experience between me and God, where I said, hey, God, I'll serve you. The first one was as a teenager, I remember it. As a teenager in early high school, I agreed with the Lord at church camp that I'd serve Him whatever He wanted me to do. If God wanted me to be a, a police officer, I'd be a police officer. If God wanted me to be a doctor, I'd be a doctor. If God wanted me to be a trash truck driver, I'd be a trash truck driver. I agreed with God that He could make me, that He could ordain me, that He could make me anything He wanted to make me, and whatever God wanted for my life, I'd do it. We had that moment. I had that ordination moment as a when God and I agreed that I would serve Him as an early teenager. The next year, God had made some things very plain. And I knew God was calling me to preach. I couldn't help it. I knew I was called to preach. I woke up one morning, I was... Didn't want to go to work, and I was craving fried chicken. I knew it was the fact. I was going to be a preacher. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, in all sincerity, I had a burning desire in my heart to preach and teach and proclaim God's Word. first couple times I tried it, it was a disaster. Still is occasionally. But I knew God wanted me to preach. And the next summer at church camp, actually it happened before that, I announced my calling to preach at church camp. That summer I was working on my uncle's farm and I was hoeing tobacco. You've never lived until you've hoed tobacco. We had seven acres of burley. And I'd spent a whole week by myself hoeing tobacco in the morning and during the day and going to a preaching meeting at night, and God was at work in my heart. And I can take you the very spot on the farm where I just got before God, and I knelt, and I said, Lord, if you want me to be a preacher, I'll be a preacher. I'm just a lowly country boy. But if you want me to preach, I'll preach. And it was that a moment where God and I agreed. If you want me to serve you, I'll serve you. You know, it was a wonderful thing. I've had a lot of smaller ones through the years. Lord, if you want me to go to off to college, then I'll do that. I don't really want to leave home, but if you if you want me to, I'll do that. Lord, if you want me to be a youth pastor, I'll do that. I'll tell you a funny story. When I was getting ready, Ruth and I were getting ready to graduate college, 
I was madly in love. We were planning our wedding. I was already working on staff at Temple. I was uh, I was head of the toilet ministry. Uh, I was fixing toilets all the time and uh, on the maintenance crew and working and driving dump trucks and stuff like that. And I assumed that after we got married that I would stay in that capacity for a time. I was going to take a master's degree. And uh, Ruth and I got married, and on our way home from our honeymoon, I got a phone call. Uh, about what the next step was in our ministry, what the pastor wanted us to do to serve him. The funny part about this was, if you had asked me the months leading up to my graduation from college, what are you going to do when you graduate? This is exactly what I said. I probably said it three or four hundred times. I said, well, you know, I'll do anything but work with teenagers. I hated working with teenagers. Oh, I hated working with teenagers. They scared me. They made me nervous. Uh, I'm serious. I mean, there's there's nothing more carnal than an old teenager. You know what I mean? I love them now. I like working with teenagers. But if you'd ask me, what are you going to do? I'd say, well, I'll do anything but work with young with teenagers. And uh, Ruth and I, we got married after just not long after we graduated. And I was on my way home from our honeymoon, and my phone rang, and it was Scott Pauley. He was the youth pastor at the time at Temple Baptist Church. and I said, hey, Brother Paulie, how are you? He said, I'm doing great. I said, what can I do you for today? He said, well, Cody, Pastor Sexton wanted me to call you. And uh, I'm transitioning into some new things at the college. And uh, he'd like for you to become our new youth director and take care of the youth department. I said, really? I said, well, I'm here to serve the pastor. And uh, whatever he wants me to do, that's what I'll do. I said, when does he want me to start? He said, this was Saturday night. He said, tomorrow morning, I'll meet you at the music building, college, and introduce you to the workers. I said, all right, let's do it. This will be great. (laughs) So I became the youth director at Temple Baptist Church. The first Sunday that we were there, first Sunday we were there, we met up with a large group of inner-city children that had been bussed in. And <clears throat> Ruth, I just threw her to the wolves. And I got thrown to the wolves. And, man, these kids were rough. First Sunday on the job, this mean girl, about twice Ruth's size, she spit in Ruth's face. It was awful. And uh, we finished our first day of youth ministry newlyweds, I remember holding her hand, walking down the sidewalk to our car. She was crying on the outside. I was crying on the inside, thinking, Lord, what in the world are we going to do? But during that week, you know what happened? During that week, I said, Lord, if you want us to do this, then we will. We will. And we weren't able, we weren't capable but God enabled, and God made it possible. And what a great time, five years as a youth director. We had 300 teenagers. It was a blast. It was crazy at times and difficult at others, but we committed with the Lord, and he gave us opportunities. It was wonderful. I remember an ordaining moment when God put in our heart to be the pastor of this church. I would not met one person here, not one person, Ruth and I, we'd seen the location of the church and on the internet, and 
we drove down here one Saturday. We didn't know anybody, and we were really hoping that no one would see us. And we uh, we drove down here just to kind of scope it out. Uh, we pulled down here, and I was peeping in the fellowship hall and looking around, and the Lord gave us peace in our heart. And I said, Lord, and Ruth said, Lord, if it's what you want us to do, we'll do it. It'll be great. He was right. He's faithful. It's wonderful. I'm just saying all that, that to say this. You see, God has those ordaining moments where He calls us and He wants us to be obedient. And it's that time when we say, Lord, this may be uncomfortable, but I'll do it. This may be out of my comfort zone, but I'll do it. This may be something I've never tried before, but I'll do it. And quite frankly, He's calling us all to that situation over and over and over again. God wants to use you in this community and in your family to share the gospel and to preach the word and to be used of Him. You know why? I know it to be a fact because a growing work, God's growing work, needs godly workers and He's calling you. And I wonder if you'll let Him make you His disciple. I wonder if you'll let Him Make you his disciple. That ordaining moment with the disciples and Jesus was a moment where Jesus and those men agreed, Lord, whatever it is you want me to do, I'll do it. Whatever it is you want me to do, I'll do it. Now, I'm not, I can't tell you what God wants you to do. But I can tell you this. He wants you to seek his will, and he wants you to listen for his moving, and he wants you to serve him. You see, God's work needs godly workers, ordained workers. People who have been made, had this moment, this experience where they say, God, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. And God leads them on. He ordained these men. What did He ordain them to do? The Bible says in verse number 14, He ordained twelve that they should be with Him. What does God want His servants to do? He wants them to be with Him. I'll tell you something, literally, there were a group of these disciples that just stayed with him. They just stayed with him and did what he needed and helped him, helped hold him up, helped encourage him. Somebody drove the ship. Somebody cleaned the house. They were with him. Spiritually, God needs his workers to be the kind of workers who will be with him. Are you walking with Christ? You're spending time alone where you say, God hasn't given me anything to do, I'll tell you. Are you reading your Bible and praying, seeking the Lord? Oh, if you will, He'll and you want to serve God, He'll give you something to do. I've never seen a willing servant that wasn't a busy servant. Because there's always something to do in the service of the Lord. Literally, they were to be with Him spiritually. God's servants, godly workers need to be with Christ. What else happened? The Bible says in verse 14 that they should be with him, that he might send them forth to preach. They had a message. What's this mean? The work, all the work revolved around this emphasis, preaching. All the work revolved around this emphasis, not just preaching and screaming and yelling, but preaching the gospel, telling people about the Savior. And the work of God has everything to do with telling people of their lost condition 
and the good news that Jesus paid the price for their sins on the cross of Calvary. And they can have everlasting life by putting their faith and trust in Jesus Christ and Christ alone for their soul salvation. He sent them forth to preach. We need preachers, gospel-minded people who will share the truth with a lost world. And finally, the Bible says in verse number 15, and to have power to heal sicknesses and to cast out devils. What did they need? Godly workers. What was the requirement? These godly workers, these men, they needed the power of God on their lives. We find the power of God in the presence of God. They needed God's power. They needed God's power to accomplish God's work. Oh, what a need. You see, the work of God needs godly workers. And I wonder, is it in your heart to be a servant of the Lord? Is it in your heart to be obedient to the Lord and to see what God can do through your life? It's amazing. He raised up a bunch of folks. We read their names, Simon, James, John, Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Thomas, James, Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon. A group of guys all different. There's even a rotten egg in the bunch, Judas Iscariot. That's another sermon, another time. But God is calling and working. And I wonder it'll be in your heart and that you'll take to heart this fact the work of God needs godly workers will you be one of them I appreciate your faithfulness what a wonderful group of faithful people God's given us may we faithfully serve him as we move forward for this wonderful cause the cause of the gospel right here in Fletcher as part of the Bowling Springs Baptist Church it's a joy to serve him let's pray Thank you for listening to this message from the book of Mark. We're sure excited about the many opportunities that we have at the Chai Baptist Church to share content with you. If you'd like to hear more of the same, more messages from God's Word, other series from different books of the Bible, you can find us at chillhowiebaptistchurch.com or you can get our app on the App Store, Chai Baptist Church. And we're so thankful that you've listened today. God bless you.